Hello, everyone, and welcome to our uh, suddenly live show. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Are you guys intentionally live? Yes. Yes, we are. Now we are. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so this is a special episode on the uh, newly released Liberal Gun Control platform that was just released this morning. Uh, so it came out, and uh, we wanted to do a special episode that uh, just kind of went through the facts of it, talked about some of the repercussions. Uh, today we're going to be free of rhetoric. We're going to keep it nice and clean and just to the stick just to the facts, but uh, also just be realistic about um, what they're potentially going. I think some of us predicted uh, the assault weapon language uh, and uh, know the angle of why they're, they're going this way. So I think that uh, pull up the control platform uh, list here. I think you have this, uh, Kelly, this yeah. uh, choose forward. Yeah. So... Uh, let's see here. It's not really forward. You and I both know it's backwards. But hey. And I, I think it's uh, um, targeting the wrong things. Okay, so they're talking yeah. about victims of gun violence. Now, 2,500, is that, um, that must be including suicides then. Yeah. Yeah, because they have to yes. include that in victims of gun violence. Otherwise, that the number isn't large enough. So That is uh, correct. I assume that's in there. They're talking about thoughts and prayers, which is kind of an American thing. Uh, too, too many Canadians are killed or injured because criminals have chosen to use military-grade assault rifles. Okay. I don't think this is true because I think that uh, military-style assault rifles are not really in use by uh, just members of the right. general public. No, because they're criminals. Yeah. No, hmm. they're not. Well, and and that's because they're uh, largely expensive and uh, and they're largely. Uh, not things that uh, the criminals typically have on hand, right? I think we've seen most of our uh, gang homicides this year uh, and last year and most years uh, even uh, would be used with uh, with handguns, correct? Most of the time it is handguns, yeah. And it's handguns that, for example, Glocks or High Points, it's basically that. It's not military-grade yeah, inexpensive stuff. Right. Like a lot of um, like one of the things I noticed uh, with that Toronto one, for example, there was there was one study I was looking at today uh, mm -hmm. where fifty percent of the like real guns, not the not the paintball guns and that kind of thing, fifty percent of them mm -hmm. were, would have been prohibited. Uh, they were, they had very short barrels, uh, right. cl clearly they're, clearly handguns that were imported from the uh, the U.S. They're not Im imported, they're not smuggled, imported. smuggled. smuggled. Let's let's be real here. Uh, yeah, they were even brought across them. Mm -hmm. There, that's where. That's where most of the firearms are coming from. So when we're talking about this announcement that's been been made today, it uh, it's not going to target the firearms that are coming in. Yeah. That's that's the reality. So, mm. and uh, the military assault rifles that they're talking about, they're talking about uh, AR-15s. We're well, not seeing. That's what they're saying. So I think well, like we've we've seen this in California, Washington, yeah. uh, New Zealand, where. Uh, they use military style or assault rifles, uh, right. including the AR-15. So they they make people think right. that that's what they're talking about, but they're actually talking about all semi-automatic rifles. Correct, and that's what we wanted to talk about a little bit because this is going to have, if they're talking about, well, it's going to be far-reaching, anyways. If it, even if it's just uh, quote unquote uh, assault rifles. Um, if it's all semi-automatic, that's going to have a huge effect. Like we were just talking about it before we we went live. Uh, like 1022s, nobody's going to be. It's going to be all bolt action at a maple seed. Like 
Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to pull up a, an article here. You won't be able to see it, yep. Kelly, but the rest of the, of the uh, listen and viewers will be able to see it. Uh, so Washington put in a, an assault weapon ban. And uh, with that assault weapon ban, they used, again, that very broad-based language on what they would consider to be uh, an assault weapon uh, to yep. include, yeah, like you, like you had mentioned there, everything that's semi-auto, that uh, right. I believe detachable mag. Mag, right. Uh, 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 no, just semi-auto. Yeah, just semi-auto. So anything that's manual is not an assault rifle, but everything that is semi-auto is an assault rifle. So your 1022s okay. and that kind of thing would have uh, would have been banned in in Washington. And this was just earlier. This is just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So this is um, this is why we're uh, very skeptical that uh, once we're talking about a semi-auto military-style uh, assault rifles like the AR-15 that they're just talking about the AR-15 because likely what they're talking about is all semi-automatic. All semi-automatic, right. So mm-hmm. when you look at um, what they put out, it says, and it does say semi-automatic, military-style weapons, mm-hmm. like, that's the keyword there, like the AR-15, but including, it doesn't say Because I think, like, a ban by itself doesn't, uh, doesn't say anything. It doesn't say, like, whether they're going to go prohib like they've done in the past where they've grandfathered. Uh, it just says they're all going to be banned and you might wonder about the air 15 because it's restricted whereas these other ones were were non-restricted but they're being very clear here that they're saying all military style assault rifles including the air 15 right and what they're doing is they said that they are going to start to or when they're looking at and initiating a uh, buyback program uh for those and so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Buyback program. That means that they're using federally funded. It's a federally funded program. I wasn't aware that the government sold me taxes. my rifle. I, uh, I know. Yeah. So we're I didn't know I could so, get a refund on it. That's hey, Adriel, it means uh-huh. that the taxes that I'm paying is going to pay you for your rifle, which you actually legally own because you paid for it with your own hard-earned cash. Yeah. So you're buying actually back your own rifle and you're getting at it at a cut rate. Yeah, so I'll, probably, going... I'll probably end up ahead on this compared to most taxpayers. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, because you like deals. But... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be happy about that. Because <laughs> yeah. no. they, they said fair market value. Market they're they're going to right. buy back. Offer, off, uh, owners will be offered fair market prices for their weapons. Uh, and they're going to do this over a two-year period. Right. And they also... So why don't we... Do you want to go in this and go through it a little bit and discuss each point? Because we're a little bit all over the place. Do you want... Yeah, I'm, I'm going point by point. I got the... Oh, okay. I got them in I'm front of me here. Them. That's what everyone else is seeing right now. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I brought it up as well. Yeah, so uh, um, buyback. Hmm. Two-year buyback for all assault rifles legally purchased. Right. So they said that they're going to give uh, law enforcement agencies the resources needed to properly implement and administer the program itself. So it looks like they're looking at whether it's municipal law enforcement agency. Like, for example, here in Kingston, they would give the Kingston Police Force the ability to actually I think what they'll give them is like a... Uh, you know that cart that they had on uh, on Monty Python where they say bring out your dad? They're going to give them all a cart and they're just going to like ride it through the streets and say bring yeah. out your assault rifles and you have to like go out there and just chuck it on the pile and they just like they start counting out 20s for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then they take not. they take the asphalt, you know, the roller oh man, this is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. There is a two-year amnesty uh, that they're going to put in place while the program is being set up. So 
What exactly do you think that means? I get like two years of three gun before it's it's all over. <laughs> I mean, part of, part of why we're doing a special episode today is that the Liberal Party is still in the lead for our federal election. So right. this has a chance of, uh, of moving forward. And the other issue Correct. is that uh, even in, with a minority government, the Liberal Party may be able to uh, curry Push favor with the NDP or the Green Party to get them to support mm-hmm. this as well. Right. So it depends on, it depends on uh, how many seats individual party wins. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, all, so uh, when, when they say assault rifles, really the thing I'm, I'm trying to think of, is, um, okay. I assume semi-automatic box fed for sure. Semi-automatic yeah. box. So there's like, there's a couple of different variables here. Semi-auto for sure, but then add on a couple more filters. Will it only be center fire? Or will rimfire be exempt? Because we've seen both cases uh, in play. Washington okay. allows uh, did didn't allow rimfire, so your 1022s are assault weapons and uh, they're banned. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the other issue would be box mag or detachable box mag or not. Uh, if the box mags aren't allowed, then you may see some firearms uh, owners opting to uh, fix their their magazines in. Um, or the, you, you know, the Garands would still be a, a legal kind of thing, right? Right, right, true. So a lot any of the other of, stuff goes. The other stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So I'm also thinking that the older military style rifles, um, they're gone. So as you said, well, the Garands. You know, they said military style rifles, but I, I bet my uh, my 303 is still safe. I bet you I'm going to be able to keep that. Bet you I could buy. A brand new PGW uh, sniper rifle, uh, <laughs> aka precision rifle, uh, and I can buy right. that even though it's exactly military grade hardware today. Right. It's just because... the semi autos. This is just language that they're using for this assault rifle. Right. They haven't said anything. It was interesting. I was reading through this that. Um, da, 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 da. Oh. They didn't really say anything about collectibles. Hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah, they didn't really talk about. Uh, well, I, you know, this looks like it was prepped with some time. Like this is this is a, a half nice page. They didn't just prep this in a day. No, they didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about timing in a minute here. <laughs> okay. It was bad yeah. timing. Uh, no, history. this is their their chosen. Well, timing. no, it's chosen timing, and there's reasons why, and there's chosen areas where he did this and there's reasons why um but yeah okay yeah. Uh, um, all right well i mean that so that's a huge one um working with provinces and territories to give municipalities the ability to further respect okay. mm-hmm. oakville passed yesterday that they were going to ask for an assault ban or uh, weapons ban and also handgun ban so this is a municipality correct how is this possible? How are they going to be able to do that? This is, they're trying to actually, this is American style firearm legislation because down in the US, it's not necessarily municipalities, there are bylaws, but what it is is each individual um, uh, state has yep. different laws. And so it's really hard to yeah, it's very enforce, basically. Very confusing, hard to enforce, hard to hard to follow the law as well. You might drive over state border and all of a sudden have a, a firearm that's illegal, you know, six ways from Sunday in one Correct. state, but legal in another. Right. So it's going to that style as well. They're trying to uh, more of the urban areas, like, for example, Toronto, mm-hmm. Oakville, uh, 
what have you, they're trying to cater towards those. Now, that also being said, there's a lot of people who do shoot in Toronto. Look at uh, the memberships at the clubs there. Well, they're, yeah, I mean, if, if the municipalities can ban handguns, uh, mm-hmm. we will see uh, support for sports like uh, Ipsic or, uh, or some of the other handgun sports just fall to the floor cool. because yep. you will have to be out in the sticks or in a uh, more gun-friendly city. Right. I would think that um, Ipsic, Ontario, and Quebec would uh, be Suffer. devastated uh, yep. with this. And as well, right. uh, if we have any Olympic shooters who shoot uh, ISSC handgun, they won't be able to practice or, or do their thing. We're going to hurt our chances of, uh, of winning some sports at the Olympics because uh, it- they won't be able to practice or do it anymore. Right. It'll be interesting to see what they have to say about this as well. Linda, yeah, especially. I know that there's a... Um, they did say, the next point was, we will protect the rights of law-abiding hunters and pledge not to bring back the long gun registry. Hunters do not use or need assault weapons. That was interesting. You remember when they did that survey... And the survey said, hey, we recognize the rights. Yes, but they said they they recognize the rights of hunters and sports shooters before in the survey. And now that sports shooters bit is gone. And when you you look at the the things that they're doing here, uh, this destroys the the shooting sports in in Canada, right? Uh, Right. Even um, yeah, there's there's a lot that uh, that might be harmed. Like we're we're talking about semi-automatic centerfire here, uh, that covers your Browning duck gun or mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Beretta duck gun, right? Your semi-auto shotguns. Uh, yep. Those get covered when uh, by as as an assault weapon if they define assault weapon as semi-automatic rifle. Right. right. Yeah, and uh, and uh, the fact that they pulled sports shooters off of this says that they intend. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, what else we got here? Crimes involving firearms have been on the rise. Well, I mean, like crime overall has been. Crimes involving firearms are an 18-year high. Well, only if you pick the right years and you cherry pick them, then yes, then they're at a high. Uh, gender-based partner violence, some partners and legislation suspended. So, like, we, we you can already call in a spousal safety concern with the RCMP. It's a, a very common thing that you can do if you want to. Require everyone importing ammunition to show v- proof of a valid firearms license. This wasn't a thing. Okay. Yeah, like you already have to do that. You can so you can buy ammo down in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You're going to import it. You have to get a license to import it. Canada wants to see that importation. It's Canada that is stopping it. It's not the U.S. And so, of course, you're going to have to show. Like I can't even go to Canadian Tire without showing my license. Kidding me? Hmm. I'm. So, yeah. uh, what else we got? So, like this, this is it. this is common though. Like they'll they'll put a bunch of stuff in here that's like kind of already law and make it seem like they're being like real yeah. hard and they're gonna add a bunch make of other stuff. Make it harder for legal weapons to fall into the hands of criminals by further strengthening store safe storage laws. What does that mean? I, I mean, you you catch a, a unsafe storage anytime anything happens. So I'm, I'm not sure. We already have like a pretty decent. Uh, set of regulations around what it means, like what you need to store a Central firearm in Canada. Storage? I don't think mean so. I don't think so. It's uh, too flippant uh, of a minor point to uh, to be central storage. Okay, and the next one is already done as well. Adrian, yeah, you I know this. I mentioned I, I bought five <laughs> handguns at once and I got flagged and they, yeah, they asked about it. So I'm pretty sure this is um, the liberals pretending like a problem that was a problem six years ago is still a problem. 
Well, they have to actually they have to solve it. They already they already have the program in place. They just need the manpower to do it. And manpower, just go hire some like database guys to to do <laughs> set well, up yeah. a couple algorithms, and not even like I'm saying algorithms like like it sounds fancy. I think they need to put a filter in. If, the people if purchases in the last thirty days is above five, flag it for follow up. Do some police okay, work. Okay, there's yeah. This will ensure police can better detect straw purchasing schemes that divert legal firearms into the illegal market and like. I don't think I there's think been a we lot of straw at, purchases. I think we looked at the studies that they did in the last couple of years. And of that, I think that there was, uh, this was part of the ATIP that uh, was requested in, mm-hmm. in Toronto. And I think that of that, there was 20 firearms. I'll have to get the, the exact amount, but they well, had recovered. On some, years, like on some yep. years, they'll bust some guy who did 20 of them, right? And they'll just do it. That's like one person, right? They they crack, they got one guy who was desperate, who was doing this, and they'll, they'll catch it, and the number will be 20. Uh, right. But this is, this is so rare of an occurrence that they They'd, publicize they're not every single time it. it happens. Also, they're not tracking it as well. There's no statistics on it, mm. really. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a very risky way of uh, of a criminal acquiring a firearm. I mean, it's uh, you've, okay. someone's name is attached to that serial number, and they will get in trouble if that serial number shows up where it shouldn't be. Right. So, yeah, it's a a moot point on that one. Limit the glorification of violence by creating. I want to talk about this. Oh, <laughs> what? So it means that you and I can't uh, podcast. Uh, so it uh, it's creating uh, regulations on the impact of impact the way firearms are advertised. Oh, shoot. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I can keep going here. Marketed and sold in Canada. It's kind of hard to to say what that would be, though, because there's not a lot of like big gun sale ads in Canada. So what does that mean? Like, can we have like TACOM? Uh, I'd like to see them try to shut something like that down. But um, I'd imagine this would be like a toothless um, advertising regulation for uh, TV and radio and that kind of thing. Where okay. I mean, no one, no, I don't think like Remington is is out like advertising on the radio or TV. I don't, I don't watch enough TV to, yeah. to know. No, it's um, not. And YouTube as well, right? They're YouTube's the already rated. So, no but does this there. mean that we're not going to be able to have movies like John Wick or you know? No, it's couldn't possibly. I know, right? So I think this is a so. toothless ad thing. Like keep him like C seventy one was largely the same as this. Like there were there's a couple of measures in there where it's like, okay, that's real, that's real. This already <laughs> happens and is not a real thing. This is not a real thing. And I think that's what we're seeing here. I think we're seeing the stuff on the left is real, the stuff on the right is more feel good, wasn't real, or was already in common practice and now they're just gonna, you know, put a stick put a, a dot on it. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So so what are the, what are the repercussions? We we're talking a little bit about this uh, handgun ban, like really hurt assault weapons ban. Well, you know, I've got my three gun shirt on here, and uh, <laughs> I can't shoot three gun without a center fire rifle. Nope. It's I get like, you'd be like, uh, uh, maybe I'd go to Millsurp. Maybe I'd run like a, a map like that for three gun. But uh, um, yeah, I guess I still could. I'm still in a city that's not going to have a handgun no. ban, so um, it's not a risk uh. for me personally. But it is a risk for many Canadians that uh, that wouldn't be able to. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what it means. Just because everything is so, we're not quite sure, like what's going to be allowed, what's not going to be allowed. 
Um, well, who fairly, makes this, fairly who makes this decision? Fairly certainly, uh, if they're saying military style semi-auto, that means that some form like that's that language will not be in the. There has not been uh, a bill in place that says military style at all because you can't define it, right? Um, an, an example right. would be, oop, trying not to knock that over. Uh, my WK one eighty. This is a, mm -hmm. a, a product. Uh, no military is using this, uh, but this will be included in the bill, and they will include some form of box, magazine, fed, semi-auto, yep. centerfire rifle. At the, that would be the most restrictive, smallest focus. I'd imagine, and this is this is I don't my think bets it's, that it's yeah. going to be bigger than that, and they may include box mag in that. Uh, sorry, not box. May not even care centerfire or not. So. It's going to be a lot of guns, a lot of guns, a lot of a lot of sports are uh, will so, would be destroyed with this. Right. If it's a lot of guns, again, where are we getting the money for this? Yeah, I think uh, one. Of, well, I mean, from you and I me, that, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come out ahead, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly going to be everyone else that's going to be paying for all this. Yeah. Yeah. Where is this money coming from? Because, like, does the Joe public know this? Do they know that it's going to cost? So if you look at how many AR-15s, let's just do AR-15s, okay? So if we're doing AR-15s, how many of them are in Canada? How well, many have been sold? By the way, there's been a little shit ton sold in the last little bit. Yeah, So yeah, it actually, a thousand, I've been seeing a lot more of those. I, I saw an estimate that said uh, 75,000 of those. Um, so that's like if ballpark them at a thousand bucks each, which is yep. low, uh, that would mm -hmm. be about $75 million to buy. Those okay. Those. So again, when we're talking about voting, getting out and voting and talking to people and different things like that, the public who doesn't know anything needs to know this piece. They need to know that it's going to cost just even for the AR 15s, $75 million. And that money is coming from their pocket. That's the small number too, because like uh, a yeah. lot of people don't like having restricted firearms and uh, they would rather have a Tavor or a WK or something like that. Right. So which I think there's going to be a lot more of those style rifles in the inventory. That is huge. So they need to. So if the liberal government is thinking about implementing this, then we need to actually, as I said, let people know this is what it's going to cost you. Are you ready for this? Remember that the long gun register was supposed to be fifty million dollars or, or revenue neutral, and it was a billion or two. Yeah. <laughs> Are you and okay with that? Are you okay? And, 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 it, and, it and failed, now they're and not implementing it. Yeah, See, right here really they said any... it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't really work, yeah. and, and yet, uh, and yet we're doing it. We're doing more, and it's going to cost billions more. Do you want to spend billions more if it doesn't work? Taking people's property from them, confiscating right. it. Exactly. So, like, okay. let's talk a little bit about the timing uh, about why they sure. chose to do this. So they've they've been building up to this. They did their uh, consultations and their survey. Um, yeah. That survey had number, uh, th so they had 130,000 uh, submissions on that survey. Three out of four or four out of five submissions said that we should not do anything else to further limit uh, handguns and, and assault weapons. Correct. So I guess they don't care. And they also did consult consultations and everything I heard from those said like, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff about like gangs and like trying to let to the bottom of the end. Uh, and that's how we're going to solve this. And the response, uh, do you see anything in this about uh, gangs who uh, stop no, gangs? There's from, nothing. From, from, I did, uh, no, there's nothing. No. The only thing about it is not gangs. It's illegal firearms and they're going to restrict it. 
by basically they, going to restrict the illegal firearms they're they're not they're not they're going to actually yeah. make it harder for let me go back and just Lied. make it harder for legal weapons <laughs> to fall into the hands of criminals that's mm. what they said mm. by imposing further or further strengthening the safe storage laws mm -hmm. that's how they're going to do it mm. so oh, yeah Huh. Those that are come and see me, they're not getting their firearms. By the way, they're not rifles. They are pistols, and these pistols are not coming from legal firearm owners. They're getting smuggled in. So you know what? What we see right here is not going to do diddly squat for what they're mm -hmm. what it's intended. But it is going to cost me and you a lot of money. So and the okay. So uh, let's let's say this happens over a two-year period. Uh, okay. What's going to happen is everyone who owned a handgun in Toronto, Vancouver, Victoria, Montreal. Uh, well, we're cutting they're... off Vancouver. We're cutting off Montreal, and we're building a bubble around Toronto. So we're good. Everybody else, <laughs> we're good. By the way, no, everyone else is going to those. All those big cities are going to ban handguns. Uh, secondary markets. I'm in Edmonton. I'm going to get access to all sorts of cheap handguns because all those guys in those cities are going to try selling them. Right. Right. Now, yeah, they are. what's that going to do? Now that's going to happen, and the other thing that's going to happen is all the semi-auto rifles are going to be gone. What's that? Okay. What's going to happen to our uh, gun well, stores? Bri right, Canada? Brian Rance. There's some comments that are on the feed. Uh, they're not showing up, obviously, on the video feed. So I'm going mm -hmm. to. I'll. I'll the Brian Rance. Hi, Brian. He's from Winnipeg, by the way. Tons of gun stores will close. Hunters buying a box of 308 and a box of birdshot once a year don't uh, keep the heat on. Uh, cases 9mm and 5.56 do. He's absolutely right. What's going to happen is, is so all of those gun stores in those areas will absolutely close. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of income that is generated for different municipalities. I know for Kingston, we did a little bit of a study when we were talking about um, when the city council was thinking about doing um, the whole vote on a handgun ban and pushing for the um, assault weapon ban. Guess what? They got it. Anyways, uh, when we were looking at that, uh, we were talking about how much uh, FRPC, which is my local club, as well as Napanee mm -hmm. and also CFB Kingston. So all of the IPSC um, matches, the the three gun matches, the um, not a lot of three gun, but anyways, uh, we had the nationals here for the skeet and trap. So all of that is going to impact, um, you know. Things here in Kingston, like our revenue uh, mm -hmm. here from the entertainment industry and just the tourism. Yeah, but think, we also uh, see we also see stores like FR, uh, SFRC is going to be impacted. Yeah, everybody is going so True North Arms. <laughs> True North Arms. <laughs> Practically the only stuff they sell is AR stuff. I know. Yeah. Oh God. So um, yeah, it's really going to hurt. Uh, really going to hurt those um customers and uh employees as well really hurt the uh, industry now let's talk a little bit about why they chose to uh we were talking about the uh consultations and the survey that they put out there right uh, now i think the the interesting thing is uh is the timing on this this that sheet that we're showing that's been done for a while that's a nice laid up one pager yeah. they chose to do this today and i think that like just looking at how they chose to do it today I think this was a rush job. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, think, I'll, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I do believe they were thinking about doing it closer to the actual election date, but there seems I to think be a they little waiting, bit of a... I think they were waiting for uh, a tragedy to run this on. I think they yeah. were waiting for a mass shooting or a shooting with a, an assault <laughs> rifle 
to <laughs> to actually drop this out because that's what they do, right? They they drop these uh, these policies around something. Now nothing's happened, knock on wood. So they didn't have a great tragedy to run on, and then this brown blackface thing happened. This this international gaffe for for Trudeau, and I think they're just like, oh, we need to do something launch the gun control policy try to get the heat off and uh well we don't have a tragedy to talk about well let's do it on the on the toronto uh danforth shoots let's let's do that um but the pro like the problem is that that so, shooting was with an illegal hand and it was and they're talking about assault rifles and like an assault rifle that cut down on crime but it's like this guy had an illegal handgun which you can't stop and now <laughs> now what's what's the big idea like so it, like that disconnect and just the timing around the uh, the gaff that they had recently here, I think that this is all um, a rush job to try to get the stress off and try to distract. And uh... hey, Trevor, how's it going? I added him. Sweet hey, guy. Uh, you're wearing the wrong hat, by the way. Uh, well, that's you know gonna what? get banned too. Kelly, I apologize. It was this or my bald ass head, and there was no other hat in the man cave. Don't you have make Trudeau a Drama teacher. Yeah, I again. do. I do, but it was all the way downstairs. I was like, I'm late enough as it is. I don't so. think he'd get that job. I think they'd do a background check these days and they'd be like, Ooh, we sounds we found some bad stuff. We don't want you anywhere near our kids. <laughs> well the the picture of uh, him at that party, right? Um, somebody somebody who knows him from back in the day said to reporters should be asking him why he left that job. I don't know what they're trying to imply or what other dirt they want to dig up. But anyway, we were just um, talking about how this is likely a distraction job. The timing on this, they were always, they're always going to release this platform, but the oh, timing yes. of when we knew it was how, coming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is absolutely a distraction. Um, I don't know. Now, just before the brown face thing happened, I was hearing that the conservatives were planning their own social media blitz. Um, and it was just a question of who's going to strike first. So, but didn't the brown face thing come out from Time Magazine? Yeah, I don't so, think the conservatives had that. I think Time Magazine paid someone buku bucks for that because it's yeah. a big story, and you think they, they just made their dropped money. that one think, on their own. Yeah, I don't think the conservatives had that. If they had it, they would have released it themselves, or they would have Time Magazine released Good Time. Absolutely, they did the conservatives a huge favor. Now, I think. Tell me what you think of this. I think the liberals are naive to run on a gun control platform because, frankly, the evidence to support the need for this is not there. There's only one city in Canada, and we know that the residents of that city like to claim that they're the center of the universe, or at least the rest of us think that they think they're the center of the universe. There's other, other... cities that are interested in this as well, though. Right, Kelly, but no yeah. one else is. No one else has the um, gun violence that Toronto has, and Toronto Montreal can't... is pretty close, Toronto... and so is Vancouver. Like, per capita, Toronto's not that bad. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm trying to get at, Adriel. Okay, let's say, Kelly, Toronto and Vancouver and Montreal have some gun violence. Calgary. Okay. We're Calgary, too. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's still, it's still um, I don't think, an issue that the rest of the country cares enough about to have them put all their eggs in one basket. And now, unless he just thinks that if he wins in Toronto, he wins the country. No. Montreal wants the right to ban guns. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto wants the right to ban guns. Mm-hmm. But he's Victoria. campaigning on it. He's campaigning on uh, a gun control platform, and I don't know that the rest of Canada is that concerned mm. that this would work. 
but but that like, you're, you're thinking about it like okay let's let's take some city that doesn't care um edmonton or calgary uh yep. he loses no votes by doing no because he's right. not going he's he wasn't going to get any votes in edmonton or calgary anyway well okay let me run this by you then right he already had toronto he did so he didn't need to do this to get Toronto. So this doesn't convert Edmonton or Calgary. This doesn't Correct. sway people over to his side. So I think it's an ineffective strategy ultimately. Well, I, I mean, like this, this platform idea, this, this gun, gun ban idea, the Liberal Party has used this several times in federal platforms, uh, you know, since the, uh, since the early 2000s. I remember a couple of them where one guy ran, another one ran on semi, all semi-auto bans. And that was two federal elections that they that they ran on independently with this kind of gun control stuff. So the last one, they didn't run on anything substantive. They ran on, ah, we're going to like tighten some loophole, a bunch of nonsense. And we got C-71 nonsense. Um, but now that they, they're feeling like they can maybe win the next one, now they're, now they're putting out the thing that is religion, which is gun control. That is yeah. their religion. They doesn't matter if it works or not. <laughs> they're going to get it through. <laughs> Yeah, and we know that it doesn't work. Um, I think it's going to hurt their election chances. Like their so their rural areas, uh, they get dinged every gonna, time yeah. they do this, and they don't well, so learn. A lot of the rural areas, except for the numpties here in northern New Brunswick, don't vote liberal anyway. So you're not going to sway the the. You're not going to win the rural. Um, you weren't going to win the rural voters anyway. You're certainly not going to win them now that you're pissing off the duck hunters. Um, and you're not going to lose Toronto. Toronto is not. Well, going... you're going to lose some votes because you painted your face black. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's going to lose any votes for that because ultimately, um, you can say what you want. The man is not racist. That photo was taken at a time and a context when that wasn't a big deal. And it, you don't do it today. But there's a lot of things we don't do today that we did in the '50s. Okay. And in the '50s, they were acceptable. It was a themed party. He went in costume. It doesn't it, make him a racist. No, it's it makes him an idiot. It, it was a right, Kelly. tasteless, He's stupid thing for the son of a PM to do. You're absolutely like right. If, if and, one of us and, did and that. And Prince, the, William, Prince William went to a party dressed as a Nazi and he caught shit for it. Was it was hairy. Yeah. Whatever. I, I don't. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. I knew I was going to. I had a 50 50 chance. But my, you, you know, my, my point is. He's not a Nazi, is he? He no, dressed as something that was insensitive. It it's in bad, bad taste. Hey, it would be, it it would be hypocritical. One, if it was somebody else who was not him, that was maybe a liberal candidate, they would have been out on their ass, and you know that. Yes, I do know that. But I'm saying this is not going to hurt the man. It's not going to hurt him. The left don't eat their own. We don't like him anyway. This is a moot point. This whole brown face thing was fun for an hour. But it's it's already over and done with. He's not stepping down over it. His party's not firing him over it. The no. left don't eat their own. No one cares that he did this. Ultimately, we try. We got a little bit of some a mileage out of it. We got some funny memes for the afternoon. It Canada doesn't care enough. They do for we, this to affect right. them. But they do care about a few other things because I'm right now I'm on the CBC um, morning news where they announced some things and they wanted to know what they wanted to see in a. Um, a uh, prime minister and what is most important to them everything that's on here must be everybody that's listening to cbc or tweets with cbc is saying they're in, they want to know about the environment or the economy those are the top two things they're concerned about no gun mentioned 
anywhere. Mm, right. And the most important quality in a leader is honesty, integrity, and actually answering the questions. Yes, which he never does. These are the things right. that are going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, I caught you guys a while ago when I was loading mags. You were talking about the fact that um, what the fence sitters need to understand about this, this may backfire. The, the whole gun control thing may backfire. The CCFR needs to get out in front of this and make Canada aware just how much of their money it's he wants to this. spend to yeah. take our lawful property. Right. And that'll backfire. The other, the other thing not, is, it's very, he's not telling, this is not spelled with exactly what it is. He says he'll tell us later how much it's going to cost us. So Typical they political get, answer, right? Right. So mm-hmm. if they get into office, here's what it's going to cost us. If mm-hmm. they don't get into cost, get into office then it's not going to cost anything, obviously. However, they're not going to tell us up front that it's going to cost us $10 billion to do all of this because people who are Political not even... Suicide. Right. They're going, mm-hmm. you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. Where's this $10 million or $10 That's billion dollars coming we, from? We have to be the ones to, to tell the, right. the public. Because you're right, 100%. Political suicide, if he comes out with actual numbers and says what this is going to cost, he just say, elect me, and then we'll figure it out. Then I'll take their guns. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Uh, this is getting so frustrating. They always want our guns, and we're not the ones that are the problem. And nope. and why does the public stand for it? Why does the public allow him to get up there and just boldface lie to them? Um, the average fence sitter who's not a gun owner doesn't realize how many lies he literally tells when he gets up and says about all the things that conservatives are going to do. He would have them believe that we're all going to be carrying Glock 19s and owning um, M19s. Yep. Nuclear weapons. Nuclear yeah. weapons. Yeah. I, I mean, it's almost that bad, Adriel. He's lying to Canada. He's saying, oh my God, if you elect the conservatives, your neighbors are going to be carrying guns. They're going to have assault weapons. Look, there are shootings. The shootings are happening with illegal guns. Address the root crime of cause. Stop the flow of illegal guns. That's where you need to put your energy. But instead, that's too much effort. I'll give you an analogy. I'm a school teacher. You all know that. One of my students throws an eraser. I don't know who did it, so I keep the entire class in. Mm-hmm. Punishing those who didn't. Hi, everybody. I'm back. <laughs> I'm not back yet. Adriel broke the... He was swiping right and... Um, yeah. Yeah. There. Oh, I see a desktop Windows thing. Windows. Windows is outside of house. Oh God. <laughs> I love cracky. Trevor, I we, see Gatoro uh, and Fun. We we covered a lot of stuff. Is there anything that you wanted to kind of chime in on? Um. No, Adriel. I think I. I. You know. I got off my chest. What I wanted to get off my chest. About... You feel better now? No, I don't. No, I'm not very really. Disgusted. Uh, yeah. I'm very disgusted. Um. It's well, it it. Mm-hmm. It, it, there are times where I want to say F it, sell it all, and go back to one of my other hobbies. It's just not worth it. I I, I mean, it's worth it. That's what they'd property. like you to do. That's right. right, and that's why I never do it. That's why I always pull up my socks and, and, and keep, keep on keeping on. I've never been more um, aware of politics in my entire 44 years as I am now that I'm a gun owner. There was a time when I was ignorant. Ignorance was bliss. I, I, you know, I did not follow politics. I couldn't tell you who was left and who was right. It was pathetic how little I knew about politics. And I meet these people now. And I try to have conversations with them. And they're as ignorant as I used to be. 
And then I think to myself, wow, this is so frightening. How could you not be aware of what's going on? And, and, and the people that you elect who are running your country and they're just like, I don't even vote anymore. It's, mm-hmm. I, and part of me likes it better when I was ignorant and didn't mm-hmm. understand. And didn't because have to it's care like an, and get frustrated. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like an, an added stress in my life that I don't need or want. It really is stressful to think that, you know, I'm surrounded by 55 oh, yeah. firearms, I, you know? I, I opened up my safe. Uh, I was actually going to pull them all upstairs or try to take a picture, but there's too many to put on the floor. And I was looking at it, and it's like, okay, how many of these get banned with uh, assault weapon, centerfire, se- semi-automatic centerfire box fed? Well, all these. And how many if it's centerfire without the box fed? Well, all of these. And how many just centerfire? Well, like almost all of them. <laughs> I, I think I got I to keep one. like three. <laughs> I have one. So it's a lot. What was that criteria again? Like that. So the the things that I'm going off of are are how assault weapons have been defined by other oh, states gotcha. or countries. Centerfire, uh, semi-auto, centerfire, box-fed is one of the definitions. Sometimes they say capable of accepting a large capacity, and sometimes they don't. Um, and the other one is you just re- remove some of those filters. You remove off the box fed or you remove off the center fire. If there's no center fire and it's just semi-auto, your 1022s go. If it's yep. uh, no box, if it's a uh, box fed center fire, sorry, box fed semi-auto, then a lot of these, you, you end up getting a bunch of these uh, different ones taken out. I think that um, like Washington just did semi-auto. And they would have banned like over like how many what is as a percentage how many of the firearms is that half think of how many SKSs there are in the country mm-hmm. yeah uh, not enough <laughs> not enough <laughs> it's a lot yeah so it's a uh, it's a lot um, I was hoping to uh, I was hoping to get some some listeners in, if we could to uh, to kind of yeah. join us and just keep uh, uh, if you guys are joining though like uh, keep the rhetoric down we're just taking this like from a calm approach we will hang up on you. Yeah, we'll who would like to yeah. join us? I, I, I've asked a new, so I'm just gonna. Oh, Jer- Freshneck Crane, get Jeremy on here, man. Jeremy, um, all joke, all joking aside, he is a very intelligent, well-spoken individual, and I would love well, to hear what he has to say about this. Night. Let's um, see, call How do we add him? Let's just add him to the Facebook call. There should be like a plus on there somewhere. Oh, I see it. Uh, add okay. to group. Jeremy. No, it's Freshneck Crane. I gotta kill. Okay. I hit ring. I don't know what happens next. So just to be... Exp- oh, there we go. There he is. Hi, Jeremy. Jeremy, How's it going? Good, buddy. Thanks for picking up the call. We uh, we want to hear what you think about today's announcement. Oh, my God. Look at the mounts. I love you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We're going to come around here. A fish. we got a buffalo back there. It's a big horn. Are you home or are you dead? I'm home. This is, my, this is my- yours? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you had death everywhere. I should have known. Oh, though. I, I revel in, as, a, as a gun owner, is there anything else to revel in, right? Right. Okay. All right. Sorry. Enough of the taxi, Jeremy. Jeremy, thoughts and opinions. Yeah. Well, I got to say that uh, part of me is horrified about what it means that, uh, like, sort of the political norm has become in our country. Um, but I have to remind yeah. myself that this one party in an election that they have not won yet, and it's, it's not quite time to lose our cool. This is, this is the time to rally. I remember... When I was, I would have been in my teenage years anyways, we went to the rally for Bill C-68 on the hill. And uh, there were, by my dad's, my dad's, my dad was a sniper in the military and he had friends that were doing Overwatch. And they, by their count, there was just shy of 20,000 people. And after the rally, uh, 
on CBC on the drive home because he'd taken us out of school to go there. On the, dri- on the drive home, we listened to the radio and they said there were over 1,500 people at the rally. And we got to remember that <laughs> the government's going to use all the tools they have. I mean, meaning the liberal, liberal government. They're going to use all the tools they have to downplay the power that we have as, as Lagos, right? Yeah. And this is the time for us to rally because there are enough of us to make a difference, especially if you include people who we know. Uh, my wife's perfect, perfect example. My wife, uh, she grew up in a, in a household of civil servants. Her mom was one of the general managers of Ottawa, one of the first female general managers of the city of Ottawa. And her father was a uh, very, very liberal uh, EDM for the, for the government as well. They weren't allowed to pretend to play guns in the household or anything. And since she's since we've been together, we've been together 16 years now, she's lived in a household where there are more controls and safeties on our firearms in our house than uh, than anything she'd ever imagined. It's part of our daily life. Uh, yep. Like an understanding of safety and the proper use of firearms is, a, is it's part of growing up here. It's part of my, my son's six now. He already knows how to, he knows trigger discipline. And she understands that, that, we are not the problem, and more so than that, guns are not the problem. The problem is uh, is criminals. The problem is gangs and guns. The problem is a society where people feel that they, they're they're desperate enough to survive. They have to resort to th- selling drugs or uh, or or stealing and stuff. And yeah. uh, more, more so, what she's learned is that uh, like she was a person that was she was a believer in Trudeau before Trudeau, and she's come around because she's learned that. If you if you if you follow the smoke and mirrors, there's no changes in the actual the, the in the crime or anything else. I mean, when you put your resources into into uh, what's called uh, when you put your resources into uh, virtue signaling and making it look like you're trying to make a difference rather than making a difference where it will actually count. I mean, there's no resources left for the things that will actually change. Mm-hmm. The, the reason they come after uh, law-abiding gun owners is that we're law-abiding, and uh, I mean. At a, at a certain point, we have to make them understand that uh, that we're not going to stand up for that. And I don't mean in like the you can never take our guns away. I mean like the we demand as citizens to live in a society that they put the resources in a place that will actually make us safe, not yeah. in a place that will make them look good on the international stage. Well, absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent. And like, not just say New Zealand did it, so we're going to do it too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's I mean that's just it, right? I mean Trudeau, he was he was the leader of the social justice warriors, right? And now yep. there's like some people that have stepped up and made it made a bigger difference and I mean you have people that have never committed a crime who are now being criminalized because of people because of someone from a different country came to their country and did something horrible and it's it's un, it's unacceptable. Well, I'm going to Well, I'm going to just reference something that happened in Kingston, Ontario last week. There was somebody who uh, was uh, somebody who was desperate and he used a knife to kill uh, a person. He killed himself. Yes. So, uh, but he also uh, he also stabbed a 85 year old man as well, the second victim. So this is not going to actually solve any of that piece. There, we weren't. Those people weren't able to protect themselves. The police, they did a fantastic job, by the way. I'm not saying they didn't, but um, with respect to to violence, it's still going to happen, and unfortunately, it does happen. And this is not going to fix anything. It's not going to fix what. That's right. It's not going to fix anything. It's not just the liberals either. I was in a a passionate discussion with a friend of mine who is a a Green Party supporter. Oh, I read that yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, Elizabeth May put put out her 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 solution to gun the gun problem, which is actually the status quo. She all she did was quote what things already are, and I think the the bigger problem is the lack of education among non law abiding gun owners, non gun people, because she had no idea that. 
you already are required by law to have your guns under lock, and if it's a handgun, to also have it under trigger lock or in a vault or in a device designed to, to keep guns safe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that uh, we're under already. We'll look at the climate call. We're uh, daily checks already. We've had to go uh, mental health screening at all times. And what's most important about gun owners, especially sports shooters, is that uh, I think we vet ourselves better than anyone else. I Absolutely. mean, when you know someone, a firearms owner, and you can see that they're, they're not someone that should own firearms, I mean, we're the first people. The first people we're on to the see phone. That, and we're the front. Yeah. That's right. I mean, you see all the time about. Uh, the whole the the mini sting people try to buy like the people being the RCMP or or uh, the authorities try to buy guns illegally by saying they don't have a license. Oh well, I mean that 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 stuff does not work with us. I mean we're the we're the first people because we understand better than anyone else the dangers the of firearms. You know, like yeah. like for, I've 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 often joked with people. People say, uh, well, you know, but if you have a gun and you you lose your cool, I mean you're the most dangerous person around. I mean you should you guys are the are the danger. I tell you. There's been thousands of people in this country that have been saved from being punched in the face because I would never, I would never risk my firearms rights for something as simple as, mm-hmm. as an argument, you know? Whereas you look at like the punk kids who have no idea of what it is to be a firearm owner, to have that responsibility. They're the ones that are doing drugs, buying drugs, selling drugs, getting in fucking violent confrontations downtown. Excuse my language. There you go. But, you had, you had to. If anyone was going to do it, it's going to be you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like chewing on my tongue, trying not to swear. This is, uh, this is pretty good for me. Actually. <laughs> it is good, but you got to wrap it up. We're going to move on to our next caller. All right, all right. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. Uh, keep fighting the good fight. And remember, it's it's much too early to be losing hope right now. This is the time where we have to come together as uh, as a community, and we have to we have to broaden our community. I mean, we're down Absolutely. to the line. We're down and to the line. Yep. Let those parties know that they if they made a mistake. <laughs> Yep. That's Amen. right, man. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Right. We'll see you soon. Yeah, man. See you later, guys. But Travis or um, Bone? Bone. All right. <laughs> he thinks I'm going to hang up on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, hang up, I hung up on Captain Andy today. There he is. There he is. Dick Bone, welcome back, buddy. Hi. Hello. So quickly, you? Richard, bring us up to speed on this announcement that Rod just made. Uh, well, on the CCFR closed page, uh, Basically, just a call out on uh, Wake Up Canada because it's not just going to be this and that. It's going to be a two-year uh, implementation, apparently, mm-hmm. and your 1022s, all of it, and they won't stop there, as we've seen down in New Zealand and Australia. It's going to get, it's going to get nasty. It's going to get dirty, and it's going to get ugly real fast. And oh. you caught me with that. <laughs> this is the nature of um, of this uh, call-in show. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good. So I guess you said that was on a closed page. So uh, we'll have to wait for Rod to uh, to put a video up on the uh, on the CFR page. But yeah, yeah definitely. If uh, if any of our listeners aren't members of the CCFR, become members. You should have become a member last year. So we could have put some pressure on. Uh, and uh, I don't know if Rod was talking about it, but uh, one of the other things you might want to consider is emailing your uh, liberal federal candidate and just saying, "Hey, uh, this thing came out. I can't possibly vote for you guys because you're going to do this." So. Have uh, you lost my not, vote? Not only email and call. Get involved. Go out there and help mm-hmm. them door knock. Go out there, help uh, distribute their lawn sign. Whatever you can do to help your local candidate. Hopefully, it's CPC. Uh, get out there and do it. It doesn't hurt to help. No, absolutely, and it's and it's free. All right, thanks, Richard. We're gonna go on to the next guy. Appreciate your time. Cheers. All right, next we got Travis Lee coming on. Um, Travis wants to um, talk about. Possibly, well, he disagreed with the point that I made, so I want to hear his side of it. Mm. Okay. So, 
I think it was Travis. It's uh, someone that's coming in pretty pretty fast. If it's not, we'll hear what he has to say. But um, yeah, Trevor, I um, had Ipsic will still be around if you do this. It won't be like it won't be near to the strength. Three guns right. toast. If this happens, yeah. three gun is toast because <laughs> you can't do three gun with uh, with another rifle. It's two gun again. Two gun. Right, yeah. and I mean, um, Pump I always shotgun. yes, that's where we Pump would go. I would rifle. just I would just start putting on. Um, PRS matches. It, no, it's six shotgun matches. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm gonna try Travis Lee here again. Bring him up. Six shotgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the nationals are going on right now in PRS. Ontario. Oh, I've got I got a couple of three gun buddies out there, and they are kicking some butt. Are they? Yeah, my buddy Kyle. He was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. He's uh, he had I, I was they're they're not done the whole thing. They're posting some interim results, and I look, look at the results, and some of them are really good. <laughs> Half gun. That's funny. Okay, I don't know what happened to Travis. I'm gonna try him again. 0.5 gun. <laughs> That's one of the one of the suggestions. We won't have three gun anymore. Now we'll have 0.5. There'll be a stage where you, you do some oh. bolt action and a pump action shotgun, and then you have to use a bow and arrow. That's so. It says that Travis is added. But I don't. Uh, I don't, you don't see, see him? Or hear him. No. Mark. Uh, Mark McLean wanted to know if they had said anything about more secure storage. No, they haven't. Well, they, they said, said something no, about secure they, storage, but not. It didn't say central. Central. They said they're going to implement new storage regulations. Didn't say what exactly that meant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, central yeah. storage is the most not thought out idea. Ever? Of all of the ideas. Yeah. I was yeah, arguing with the range. someone on uh, they Reddit about don't know that. What, they're saying, uh, yeah, why don't you just, you don't need them at home. If, if all you, you do with your handgun is you use it at the range, why don't you just leave it at the range? I'm like, well, practically, that's not something you can do. Right. No, you're not you, leaving guns. You want guns to be stolen from law-abiding gun owners? Store them at gun ranges. That's ridiculous. Gun ranges are not, by nature, secure facilities. They're in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. And uh, what's a criminal got to do? Uh, get a, uh, steal a front-end loader drive it into the secure storage and scoop up like a hundred guns and drive away. <laughs> that's all they need to do. That's yep. a terrible yeah, idea. It's the stupidest thing ever. I mean, that's why they target gun stores sometimes. Oh, Cause it's basically central storage, one stop mm-hmm. shopping. So, okay. Well, what do you guys think? Um, we don't have any, uh, anybody, anybody else, else lining up to come on. If you're listening live and would like to come on and tell us what you think, speak up and we'll, we will add you. Mark McLean, if you have corn, you may come on. <laughs> is Mark the guy with the corn? No, I believe this. This isn't different Mark, Mark with the corn. Different no, Mark. Different. Well, I mean, this okay. Mark, Mark McLean is talking about central storage. We expect corn next time. Oh, uh, I know who this Mark is. Wrong Mark. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. So Armored John, it is home storage. I'm just pulling it up now again. Strengthening safe storage laws is what it. What it's exactly it is. Yeah, so something specific. Else. Okay, so for example, in a gun safe, nothing needs to be trigger locked. In a gun uh, case, you know, um, restricteds need to be. The case need only be locked for um, non-restricted. Maybe they're just going to like require double for everything. All cases locked, all and everything trigger locked, regardless of it's you know in a safe. Like, what else can they really do? Like somebody said today, there's only so many locks I could put on this thing, but there is that instance where. Um, I can store the ammo with the gun, provided the gun is locked and the case is locked. Maybe that will go away. Maybe, um, you know, federal transportation non-restricted says it just needs to be unloaded. Maybe they'll change that because um, storage and transportation go hand in hand. 
There's a couple of things they could ding us on. They could uh, make it that we have to lock up our ammunition while at home, which currently we don't have to, right? Like Australia is already there. Has to, be, has to be separate though, right? Has to be separate. What's that? Your ammunition. In Canada? You have a safe or a... Yeah, stored separately unless things are locked up. And it doesn't have to be stored separately. And, and it can be stored with the gun in the safe. So even even though, Adriel, um, I've got the, the gun safe, the ammo that I have in my gun room is in a gun safe. So when I leave, the ammunition is locked up in there. So if someone does enter into this room, there's guns. The restricteds have locks on them. And there's ammo, but it's in a it's in a gun safe. So like your shirt. Thanks. It's got a gun on it. She was talking to me. <laughs> mm, no. No. <laughs> well, I like your shirt too. Oh. It looks like it's got like chicken grease on it. I just took it to a drawer. <laughs> looks like I'm wearing a greasy wife beater. What the hell? Look at it. See the spots? Maybe. Were you eating salt. chicken? I wasn't. Well, I was, but not while wearing this. Mm, chicken. My wings are waiting for me. Chicken. It's mm. hard. Uh, Mark McLean says, "What is that?" If he's talking, well, if it was the gun you saw, it was uh, my ten Fogle witness, nineteen eleven. If it's the shirt, it's the ATRS Martin Sporter. Yeah. With the Typhoon F twelve hot. Mm. Right. Oh, sorry. This is the Modern Hunter. It says mm. so right there on my booby. <laughs> modern Hunter. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to keep that either. What's the value? What's the value of guns that the government's gonna have to buy back from you? I think they're just going to say we're giving you this or we're taking it. Yeah, I mean, they said fair market value. Oh, stop it! Right? Stop it! Can you imagine fair market value. No, they're gonna give it. Here's twenty bucks. Right. If they gave me nothing. fair market value, I'd buy a speedboat when I'm done. That would be my new hobby. Just kidding, <laughs> sailboat. Yeah, why don't we call it there? And uh, I guess if, right. we have any, if, if anyone has any other comments or any other thoughts, uh, feel free, like send us an email, slamfryradio at gmail.com, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll either share it on the page or we'll uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next week, yeah. Uh, I did notice that on the CCFR page, uh, the video that Rod had uh, did, uh, that's available now on a shareable page. So we'll, uh, we'll throw it over here to our page as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Kelly. (laughs) I was waiting for that. You're welcome. (laughs) All right.